What makes Jesus different is that after he died, in and of himself, of his own power, he was resurrected. Um, he came alive again. And that is what our whole faith uh, in Christianity is dependent upon. Without the resurrection, nothing else really matters. Jesus is just another man who said good things and died and maybe was a prophet from God and taught us some good stuff, you know, like Elijah was a prophet from God, performed all kinds of miracles in his lifetime. But we don't go to Elijah uh, for to save our souls, right? We just learn from him and, and learn from his experiences. Sure. Uh, what changes with Jesus because uh, of his resurrection is that is uh, evidence of him being God and saying everything that he said uh, of him claiming to be God is actually true. And so we can now put our faith in him and our trust in him that he can actually have the ability to forgive our sins and to save our souls for eternity. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hey, welcome to the Strong by Design podcast. My name is Mike Westerdahl. I'm your host, and I'm accompanied by Mr. Jared Haley. Hello. 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 <laughs> and Jared is uh, one of our podcast hosts. He's also video production specialist, and you're, we've also called you the team chaplain at times. Yes. You've so, called me lots of names. <laughs> well, we have, we have called you a lot of That's things. That's a nice one, though. That's true. <laughs> but we do, you're a perfect uh, host slash guest for this episode yes, with some of you. your background and schooling mm -hmm. that you've had. So, mm -hmm. what's your proper introduction? How do you usually introduce yourself when, you, uh, when you're a guest or oh, host? I think I just say my name. Say, hey, I'm Jared. Yeah. I'm usually passing the... Low-key. The, yeah, the, the accolades onto the, other, onto the guest, so, okay. you know. Well, I'm trying to pass the accolades on, but I don't have your resume printed out right that's, now. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about the episode title is Liar, Lunatic, or Lord. Yes. That's true. Easter's coming. Easter is coming. If you're listening to this the day it releases, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to it on Easter, happy it, Easter. It's today. It is today. Yeah, congratulations. Or maybe it was yesterday. I don't we know. just time traveled. Good job. <laughs> exactly. So where did where did this phrase come from, liar, lunatic, or lord? Yeah, liar, lunatic, or lord. It's it's been around for a long time, uh, and it's uh, really uh, pertaining to the person of Jesus. And so, uh, when we get into uh, Easter, when we get into Jesus's life, we get into the resurrection, uh, and. and basically saying, uh, is Jesus who he said he was, you know? And when we look at the person of Jesus, uh, really there's three possible outcomes. Either he is a liar, um, and we can disregard everything that he said, or he believed what he said, in which case he's a lunatic, he's crazy, um, all of his followers were crazy, or the final conclusion, which is where we would rest, is he is who he says he is. Uh, he and, is Lord. And uh, who he, he is said Savior. he was was he said that he was God. He is God. Yes. Which at the at the time was really something crazy for sure. someone to say to yes. claim that they were God. Yes. Someone that could. Well, could you imagine forgiving? Like it's I mean, common. You you be, tread on me, I'll forgive you, right? But could you imagine me saying, uh, "I forgive you, Jared, for what for what you right. did to someone else." Right. Like I'm the final judge. Yeah. yeah. Once you put your once you put yourself into that place, I think it's pretty easy to go. Yeah. I don't know if I would have reacted well uh, to that. As 
either, you know, within the context of, of that. So, I mean, uh, obviously the, the disciples and, and lots of people were different, but right. um, I can only imagine how, how but difficult who, who he said he was. He said that, that he was God. Correct. Yes. So, so really can only go two ways. That's either true. So if he is God, mm-hmm. then he, then he was fully man, fully God, and he's the Lord mm-hmm. or false. If he's not God, then these things that he did, these things that he said, he's either lying about it or he's crazy. Right. But how can you... You hear this a lot of times, people, where you say, do you believe in Jesus? It's mm-hmm. it's historically agreed upon that he was a man that lived, mm-hmm. that, that he was baptized, and even that he was crucified. Yes. Like, historians agree that this mm-hmm. is historically yeah, secular accurate Secular scholars. Fact. Right. Yeah. Like, everybody agrees upon that. And then you've got people that say, well, he was a great teacher. There's definitely things from the Bible, things that he taught, stories, parables, lessons that, mm-hmm. you know, I apply to my life. But, you know, I don't I don't know if he was actually God. Right. Just maybe a prophecy or a teacher. A good person. A good person. Mm-hmm. Someone some to nice kind of someone to to model. Sure. But this, this argument kind of says, how can you just take pieces? Right. Because it's it's one of those three. How could it not be one of those three? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting to me because I think when people look at Jesus, if they if they go that route of, oh, well, he had some good things to say, well, then he's, he's a madman. He's crazy. I mean, if you don't, uh, you know, either he's a liar or he's crazy. And so, if you take someone in our context today, you know, uh, if someone is a liar or crazy, you're not going to be like, ah, but at least he had some good things to say. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the good thing. You know, we just don't do that with people either. Uh, you say, hey, you know, they're doing their best and, and they have really good things to say. I'm going to follow them. Or you go, that person's crazy and I'm just going to throw everything that they said out because I can't believe anything that he said. You know, if he's a liar um, or if he's crazy, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to believe any of the lessons that you teach me. Right. Or pick and choose kind of what you want from there mm-hmm. but that kind of segues into the next question which is the resurrection because sure. in religion and you know the meaning of life and happiness all mm-hmm. where your soul goes the afterlife all these kind of eternal questions of man there's been there's a lot of different religions mm-hmm. and a lot of people are seeking their they kind of know there's a creator there's a god mm-hmm. but but i don't know if jesus is the only path right so some people think that, and then that's where we kind of point to the resurrection. <clears throat> Why does the resurrection matter? Why is sure. it important to decide if it happened or not? Right. Well, the resurrection and uh, Jesus overcoming death is really what separates him from the pack, right? I mean, because there's been a lot of really uh, good people with, you know, uh, incredible life lessons and things to teach us uh, throughout all of history, right? And, and you can see that. Um, you know, through different religions, you can see that through different philosophers, um, all kinds of good things that are out there. But what makes Jesus different is that after he died, in and of himself, of his own power, he was resurrected. Um, he came alive again. And that is what our whole faith uh, in Christianity is dependent upon. Without the resurrection, Nothing else really matters. Jesus is just another man who said good things and died and maybe was a prophet from God and taught us some good stuff. You know, like Elijah was a prophet from God, performed all kinds of miracles in his lifetime. But we don't go to Elijah uh, 
for to save our souls, right? We just learn from him and, and learn from his experiences. Sure. Uh, what changes with Jesus because uh, of his resurrection is that is uh, evidence of him being God and saying everything that he said uh, of him claiming to be God is actually true. And so we can now put our faith in him and our trust in him that he can actually have the ability to forgive our sins and to save our souls for eternity. And um, that's that's a great explanation. And with, without the resurrection, then then what faith is there? Like right. you, you could go out and kind of mishmash and put together whatever you wanted from right. every religion. Just take right. take the pieces you wanted. But then to say, well, I like some of the things he said, but I don't necessarily agree with this part or not mm-hmm. that part. I always point back to the resurrection. You got to like really dig into this, look mm-hmm. at it, f- decide for yourself. Um, do you think it's likely that it happened? Not very mm-hmm. likely. Is it more likely that this is a story mm-hmm. or something else happened? But if that is true, then he is God. Mm-hmm. And now you have to, doesn't really matter if you like it or don't like it. Right. You still got to believe right. what he said. We always tell our kids like, uh, so if they get in trouble for something and, and they'll use the excuse, well, I didn't know, right? Well, I didn't know that was the rule. And I say, if I'm driving down the road and I'm in a, you know, the speed limit's 30 and I'm driving 60 and I get pulled over by the policeman, you know, the police guy isn't going to tell him, you know, if I say, well, I didn't know, I didn't know that was the speed limit, he's going to say, sorry, you didn't know, here's your ticket. You know what I mean? He doesn't care if I, the law doesn't care if you know or don't know, it's still the law. And so that's true uh, with God as well. Um, we can claim we didn't know. Um, but you're still held accountable to that law. And so that's where Jesus comes in is that freedom uh, that uh, he t- took on the, pin- the punishment, uh, uh, the consequence of breaking the law for us. Um, and so that's why they, the resurrection is so important. And for the, for the other faiths or religions that don't believe that he did resurrect or that he rose from the dead or conquered death, mm-hmm. then for them, he, he's just a prophet or a, or a teacher. Right. Which we kind of talked about really doesn't even really make sense because mm-hmm. he'd be a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. Right. But digging into the actual resurrection, there's some common, I guess we'd call them objections, arguments of like, if, if I was trying to get an explanation of things that could have happened, mm-hmm. like how do we know? Because that's not a historically secular fact. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says it happened, uh-huh. and for people that aren't that aren't sure and they're trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. there's there's some things to kind of. I'm playing devil's advocate, li- sure. literally kind yeah. of devil's advocate yeah. by playing the devil's role of trying to shake your faith here sure. and trying sure. to get some yeah. explanations. But yeah, um, I'll do my best. All right. The the first one we've heard people talk because after he rose from the dead, he appeared yes. to the disciples. Disciples, for anyone listening, were followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're saying that it wasn't him. It wasn't like his actual mm-hmm. alive body, that it was a right. ghost, a spirit, a soul, mm-hmm. something in that form that they sure. saw that wasn't like a real person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... I mean, <clears throat> there's a couple of ways that we can uh, go about this. Uh, one is, uh, I mean, if you if you look at the accounts in the, in the Bible, you know, uh, they're not they're not just able to see him, but they're actually able to touch him. Uh, and Thomas is the best example where Thomas didn't believe, right? Thomas, uh, even when Jesus came into the room, he was like, no way. I saw Jesus die. I know that's not Jesus. And he's like, the only way for me to believe that that's that's who you are is I need to be able to 
you know, touch your wrists and feel, uh, you know, uh, the wounds uh, that you encountered. And so Jesus was able to go to him and he was actually able to touch him, which shows that he still had, you know, he had his actual body um, and that was physically uh, present. Um, I think he showed him uh, like the scar where he got stabbed in the side. Yep. Yep, and the holes in his hands. Yeah, um, you know where, and his feet. You know where he was. And he in. ate with the disciples too. He did. Yeah. So I mean, he, it, that that just shows that he he wasn't a spirit. That his he was physically present in the room with and them. If it was a spirit, wouldn't the body still be located in the tomb as well? You would think so, wouldn't you? Right. That's a good. That's a good point. I actually hadn't thought about that, but absolutely. Yeah. If, if it was just a spirit, then. Yeah, what's the point of the whole scene at the tomb? They're saying it was a physical body, is what the disciples right, right. were saying. It wasn't just like a ghost yep. or a spirit. But that's a good point, that the physical body was no longer at the tomb, right? And when we look at uh, the Roman soldiers at that time, like there were guards at the tomb, and their job was to protect the tomb. And if they didn't do their job... Uh, you know, they were going to go to prison or be killed themselves for not upholding their responsibilities. And I don't know if you've seen The Chosen at all, but um, you, they really depict that really well, that the Romans were very strict, especially with their with the army, of, of following orders and doing what you needed to do. And if you didn't do that, you know, there are major repercussions for, yeah, for not so following the following tomb line. The where, where Jesus was buried had a giant boulder or rock in front of it. Yes. And I believe two... Roman soldiers guarding it uh-huh. with their life, meaning if something happens, they're they're going to be executed. Right. So it's very serious, armed like professional soldiers mm-hmm. with a giant stone right in front of it. Right, and then the body is gone. Right. Yeah. So then, where could the body have gone? People have different theories on what could have happened to the body, and some people say, okay, the disciples who were the followers of Jesus, could they have stolen the body or gotten rid of the body or did something to kind of um, back up back up this claim that he resurrected? So the actual disciples going there and stealing the body. I would say, like, what's more likely? The, these guys that were very afraid. I was like fact-checking you, sorry. Okay. <laughs> it, it was two Roman soldiers All up right, there. Nice. I, when you said two, and I thought to myself, was it two or is there more? So I wanted to double-check, but All you're right. right. Two okay. is correct. You well, did that, great. That's good. Thanks. You did good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they fleed, right? They went home. They went back to yes. fishing. And, yep. and, and um, they even denied Christ when people asked him if, if Some they of them, knew yeah. him. Yeah. And, um, and they well, were I mean, scared. I, well, mean, I mean, if you admitted you were following yep. this guy mm-hmm. or friends with him or mm-hmm. you were going to get executed too. Any kind of association, yeah. So, so I mean, it's like... They're kind of cowardly, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, you're, you're following this guy for for three years or, you know, or, or so. And all of a sudden, it's like your leader is dead. Like, what do you do? You know, it's like... You, if it's me, I'm running away too. You know, I'm trying to lay low and and, and get get out of the sight of the Romans. You know, so that what we saw of their character that we know is that they they fled, they were scared, they were yep. they were being cowards at that time. Yep. So is it likely that they would even want to come back, f- fight off some Roman soldiers, mm-hmm. move a giant boulder, mm-hmm. and? S- steal a body when they were that afraid anyway, if they could even pull that off, which I don't think is, right. is even likely. Right. But then after Jesus appears to them, mm-hmm. now, 
how would you feel? Would you go die for something that you don't believe, that you don't even think right. is true? Right. So, you know, people pretty much agree that they thought they saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise they would not have had the courage yeah. to come back and, they were, and start yeah. sharing they were 100%, what they saw. 100% convinced that, that Jesus was resurrected, right? And that yeah. they had uh, they were interactions with I think people yep. are convinced that they believed that yep. at least. Yep. I mean, when they came back, I mean, we see that, right? The whole book of Acts is all about them coming and giving their testimony and sharing about, uh, you know, Jesus' redemption. And, and, and uh, that's the start of, of the church that we know today, you know. 2,000 years later um, is all because of, of this movement that started. And why would you start that movement uh, unless you were 100% sure? Because we know that 11 out of the 12 major disciples were ultimately killed for their beliefs, and John was the only one who wasn't killed, and he was exiled to an island mm-hmm. um, to live the rest of his life all, all on his own. So, I mean, why would you put yourself through something like that unless you knew that it was true? Um, and, and if they were making this up, let's let's say they, I mean, we think that they believed it for sure, mm-hmm. but if they were just lying and making this up, right. why would they tell the story? Of a woman discovering that the tomb was empty. Who was it? Mary, right. Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene was, the was the first one, one there. Yep. And she saw that the body was gone. Yep. Did Jesus appear to her as well? Jesus did appear to her. Yep. So, he actually, Jesus actually appeared to her before he appeared to first, anybody else. Right. Yep. Which, if you're making this story up, let's just say, oh, the whole thing's a story. Yeah. The Easter story, yeah. the resurrection story. That's an awful way at the time to create this story. Because at that time, women could not testify in court. They didn't have authority. Nobody listened to, like, what they said. Mm -hmm. So today, you're like, yeah, that's, what did she say? Like, I'm going to believe her. Mm -hmm. But back then, they didn't. So why would they use that? Right. They probably would have used a man. If they were going to make up a story or... uh, or be convinced of a story, uh, it probably be Jesus appearing to them as men first before appearing to a woman. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, okay, maybe they were hallucinating, mm-hmm. like they thought that they saw Jesus, but they were hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I have heard that one as well. Um, but the thing is, is that Jesus didn't only appear to the disciples; he actually appeared. To lots of other people. Um, in 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about how he appeared to 500 different witnesses all at the same time who then came out later and reported, yeah, Jesus, uh, I was a witness. I, I saw Jesus, you know. Um, and Paul is a great example because Paul uh, actually made it his, like, earthly mission uh, back when he was Saul uh, to destroy the church. Like there's this uh, thing happening, the church is happening. He's like, no, Jesus is not the son of God. And so he's out like executing Christians like that's He's on a rampage and actually doing a really good job of it. And he ends up having an encounter with Jesus as well. He's walking to Damascus. Jesus shows up. He says, Paul, you know, Saul, why are you persecuting my church? And Paul has this complete transformation and becomes one of the most uh, foundational pieces in the New Testament about teaching us what it means uh, to know Jesus and follow Jesus. This was someone who was actually murdering Christians for their faith, and then he became one of the best teachers. Yeah, the most predominant Christian, you know, ever, you know. Yeah, I mean, how, how could that happen without seeing him? Right. Exactly. And so, we know that he appeared to the group of 500, mm-hmm. to Saul, who became Paul, to Mary Magdalene. To the 12 disciples. To the 12 disciples, yep. when they're eating with Doubting Thomas. Yep. 
I mean, he's he's appearing all over the place, you know. Yeah, and uh, and just <laughs> so we're at the same page, there is no such thing as a group hallucination. Right. One person can hallucinate something. Correct. You can't have a group of people all see the same thing. Right. And not only was it like one group, it was it was multiple groups. Right. And then trying to coordinate that. And why would you? Why would you coordinate something like that? It wouldn't, you know, just to pass a story. Uh, again, if the, the people fight for three things, right? It's uh, sex, money, and power. Uh, they Obviously, they're not getting sex out of it. They're not getting power out of it, and they're not earning money out of it because they all ended up dead. You know, the 12 disciples did. So, that, so there's no... What's the motivation there uh, to tell... To risk the, your life, really. Right, to tell this story. There, there's no motivation there unless it's true. Um, and that, that was their motivation is because they witnessed it and it was true. I just thought of another one, and I don't know why. It makes really no sense. Could the Romans have gotten rid of the body or put it somewhere else but that makes no sense no they wouldn't do that because i mean they're the ones that initiated a lot of it anyway because again the romans were all about power and control and jesus was disrupting their power and control he was causing this uprising and so they wanted to squash it and there's no reason why they would you know it's part of why the he was crucified to, right to stop this they wouldn't rekindle that or, flame when they're trying to put it out it wouldn't make sense and if they could come up with the body which no one has ever found the body mm-hmm. they would have paraded it and showed everybody exactly here's your king he's mm-hmm. dead yeah really if that anybody, would have case if anybody closed for christianity right there mm-hmm. and, yep. that, and that wasn't the case that was not the case yeah and another possibility would be he actually wasn't all the way dead when they put him in the tomb. Sure. So he kind of healed himself or got better and like pushed the stone away, killed the guards, and mm-hmm. like wasn't all the way dead. Right. Yeah. Uh, and to discount that, I mean, we we see the re- the report of when Jesus was on the cross and uh, the guy, the Roman soldier, pierces his side, and it's and it's water and blood comes out of him. Like that's part of. Like, they didn't know that at the time. That's another kind of uh, good, like, when they were writing that stuff down, they probably didn't know the, the medical thing that was going on in inside the body. But that's part of the, the death process is the splitting of your, your blood cells from the water that's in your body. And when that happens, I mean, it's an indicator of, of death, you know. Um, and so uh, we know that there's reports that that happened. And so... To say that he wasn't dead and that somehow he just was in a coma or whatever, it, it just, it, the facts don't add up. It doesn't make sense. And even if he did wake up, you still got to push away the, a big rock and, and fight take off the care guards. of the soldiers. Yeah, all, all the things that you have to do. Yeah. And then again, it, his body would be there, right? So, but Jesus ascended into heaven and so there is no body. Right. So... There you have it. <laughs> Nobody. Well, where's the follow-up? I mean, this was like a quick 10-minute yeah, talk, yeah. and it's really just meant to think about this. Sure. And uh, for Christians, you should know some of this. Sure. And for people that are interested, I really urge you to just to explore this deeper. Mm-hmm. And just w- what do you think is more likely? Yeah. That it's a story mm-hmm. or or that this actually happened. Yeah. And think about that for yourself. And there's you a, had some references Yeah, there's for, a right? lot of really good books. Uh, Lee Strobel uh, has written a couple of good books. One is The Case for Christ. 
Um, and actually, C.S. Lewis was another guy who tried to disprove Christianity um, and, and ended up becoming a Christian because the evidence was pointing to Jesus being who he said he was. He's actually the one that said, Lord, liar, lunatic, right? Right. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, and... Uh, Oh man, Josh McDowell has a good book as well. I can't. Uh, I'm missing the the title off the top of my head, but there's lots of really we'll put good the links in the notes section. Yeah, there's lots of really really good information. Um, and what, like you said, we're just we're barely brushing the, the 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 surface of it. You know, you can go really deep into this stuff and look into the the actual facts. You can look into Roman documents. You know, you can look into other testimonies. Uh, you know, speaking about. The truth uh, of the resurrection, and so it's not. A lot of times, people say, "Oh, you just have to believe in God because you know blindly and just trust and have faith blindly." But it's there is an element uh, of faith where you're stepping out in uncertainty. But there's it's not completely blind either. There's a lot of truth and evidence that we can see as we look through history and look through testimony. Um, I was listening to uh, a podcast by Frank Turek this week, and he was talking about uh, just the power of testimony. Basically, you know, how do we know? that George Washington was president. Like, you can't scientifically prove it. Um, we know that it happened because it's in the historical record. You know, it was through that that testimony that we, we believe that George Washington was the first president of the United States of America. It's the same thing. And, and we don't question that, right? People aren't going, well, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. You know, we just, right. it's, it's the record. It's there and we believe it. The same is true with with. Uh, the different records and things going on around who Jesus was and his life and his death and his resurrection. There's other evidences and other testimonies out there. And that's what the, mm-hmm. the books in the Bible are. A lot of them are different perspectives telling the same story. And that's that, what the Gospels are for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Four different people just telling the who telling about the life of Jesus from their own perspective. So the Old Testament's the first half of the Bible and that is almost predicting that Jesus is coming, that God's yeah. coming. It's the setup, for sure. Yeah. Like prophecy of like what's mm-hmm. going to come in the future. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the New Testament's the Gospels, and everyone telling their, their accounts with Jesus. Yes. And, and then they, the accounts of the early church and, and what it looks like for us to be the church, um, which is what all the, the letters from Paul and, and Peter and, and different people are about. So if you want to, if you haven't, read the Bible, you could, if you start in the Old Testament, it's tough to even get to the New Testament. And yeah. It's almost better to maybe start with the New yeah. Testament and yeah. read the read the Jesus story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gospels. We actually bought a book, uh, my wife and I, not that long ago. It's called The Jesus Story. Um, I think it was like a GoFundMe thing. Um, but they took all of the Gospels um, and put it in just like one story, one big book. But it's all the accounts kind of put together oh, cool. in order. It's really cool. Yeah. So nice. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. If you wanted to find the Jesus story, that's really good. Oh yeah, for sure. And um it just it just ties back to what makes Christianity different mm-hmm. than the other religions and this re- the resurrection mm-hmm. right there that's so yeah. different because that's God coming to meet us. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's it's who God is is that he uh his desire for relationship with us is so strong that he was willing to uh, become human, to die in order to take on the consequence of sin for us. Like every other religion that I know of is all about, I have to be good enough, I have to do the right things, and if I fall in line by doing the right things in my lifetime, then God accepts me. Where uh, Christianity and Jesus really flips that on its head and says, no, 
you can't make it on your own. I'm going to take the punishment for you. All you need to do is put your faith and trust in me, and then that that's actually what saves you. Uh, we were talking uh, a couple days ago about how good people don't get into heaven, right? right. Um, it's not about me doing good works that gets me into heaven. Like, uh, it's surrendered people. It's people who acknowledge I'm not God and Jesus is God, and I surrender to him as Lord. That's what gets you into heaven. And I've heard people kind of say that doesn't feel fair, that mm-hmm. somebody who's like does more good deeds or is a better person sure. or is kinder, mm-hmm. that that they don't get in. But yeah. it's not about earning. It's not about being better than, than someone else. And right. It actually is extremely fair because we all have a sinful nature. Right. We all have committed sin. Yeah. None of us are perfect yeah. enough. Yes. We're fully perfect we're all to undeserving. be able to be around. Yeah, we're undeserving. So mm-hmm. we're not going to get in no matter... No matter how hard you try, you're still going to mess up and screw up, no matter what. Yeah. So how do you account for that, no matter how good you are? Right. How can you be around a holy God? Right. So that's that's through Jesus. He took yep. the punishment for everyone. Yep. Yep. And that's that's why the resurrection is so important, is because without the resurrection, without overcoming death, uh, then everything that Jesus said... It it, it it falls apart at that point. It really does. If the so. resurrection is not true, Christianity loses its validity. Yes. But the other faiths don't have all the religious leaders of the different faiths. They're all dead people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like We have yes. a living God. Yes. Jesus wants is a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. Where the word religion, people will say to me, oh, you're religious. And I'm like, actually, I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. And they'll argue with me. Yes, you are. You're very mm-hmm. religious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's a lot different. That's a whole other podcast, relationship yeah. versus religion. religion. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Right. So, that's good. I don't know. Any other thoughts? Was that 12-minute record podcast right Is that there? what it was? No, Boom. I'm just kidding. No, it's good. This is good. This is a, this is a fun little, uh, you know, helpful stuff on, on Easter weekend, so... Yeah, and we want to wish everybody happy Easter and yep. have have fun doing the the other Easter stuff too. Mm-hmm. Doing the eggs and the candy and the brunch, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just remember what it's about. And if no one's told you about the the resurrection, you know, now you know. Now you know. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Dive in. You know, uh, go look up uh, these resources and really dive in. And uh, you know, uh, Paul uh, in, in the scripture says, uh, "Be always be ready when someone has a question." Um, and so, in order for us to be prepared, if someone has a question about the resurrection um, or about Jesus's life, is we got to do some of this study uh, and learn some of that that background and the historical context and, and the, the the biblical context and all of that, so that we can be prepared and ready to have those answers when people ask questions. Awesome! He is risen. He's risen indeed. <laughs> All right. Happy Easter, everybody. We'll uh, see you at a regular episode next week. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you. 